for those of you that were following very, very closely to the reading and the psalm, there's a very confusing detail because in the first reading, um, we have Paul speaking and preaching and talking about the scriptures and how God's going to fulfill his plan, and then he quotes from the first psalm, which is the psalm that we have read that we prayed in the responsorial psalm today, but if you look in your lectionary, it will say that it's Psalm 2, which is very confusing. Why does Paul call it the first psalm? Anyway, it just so happened that I happened to be reading a commentary on the first psalm yesterday, and then this pops up in the reading, and I understand why he would make that reference, even though it's wrong. Um, The first two psalms in the Psalter, Psalm 1 and Psalm 2, as we have them today, are really considered an introduction to all of what the Psalms are about. And Psalm 1, which is about kind of the the two ways, the command of God, and we can either walk in that, walk the path of holiness and listen to God's um, word, follow his law, or we can follow the path of evil. That's what Psalm 1 is about. That being considered kind of an an introduction to all of the Psalms, it's thought that um, perhaps in a collection of Psalms that Paul was reading... That was like Psalm Zero. It was like, you know, the foreword rather than chapter one. So therefore, um, or, or it was appended onto the start of a collection that Paul had so that Psalm Two was the first psalm. So uh, that's just an interesting detail that you can probably forget after this day. But I want to talk to you about Psalm Two, which is our psalm today and what Paul refers to in his preaching in Antioch in Pisidia. Because that also is a summary, um, an introduction to all of the prayers of the Psalms that come to follow and really an important reflection on what the prayers and the hopes of the people was as to how God was going to work in the world, how God was bringing about salvation. And Psalm 2 is all about the, the kingship, the kingdom of Israel being established and God raising up his king to sit on the throne. And this is why... Um, Paul quotes and says that you are my son today, I have become your father. And we we said that in our response, you are my son this day, I have begotten you, not forgotten you. God has not forgotten his son, but he has begotten him. Um, God chooses his son and raises him up to be king over all of creation. And we as Christians recognize the lordship of Christ, that he he reigns over everything. He has brought order um, and care for not only all of creation, but all of our lives. But one one reflection I wanted to make today on on how we participate in that is that we actually, we're not only kind of recipients of Jesus' rule, as if he, he kind of just lords it over us, but we actually participate as king with him in the authority of the kingdom. Um, we share in his kingly role as, as we are in Christ in our baptism, um, we share in his kingship. And this is, this is shown, I think, in our reading from, from our gospel reading from John as well, where Jesus says that um, there are many rooms in my father's house and there is a place for each one of you that I've invited you into. It's not like we're living in a little village and Jesus wants to just set up his castle in the middle and rule over us. No, but... The father's household, his, his royal palace from which his kingdom is ruled, is a place where we're all invited to come and dwell and share in 
his, his royal household um, and the authority that it means to be sons of God in the Son. And the way that Psalm 2 kind of lays this out is that we, we don't have the first few verses in what we recited today, but it begins talking about all of these kind of powers warring over all the earth. There's evil men who are saying, let's, let's cut down those who are righteous, and um, there's people grasping for control here and there. And it's, it's telling us that, yes, yes, while, while we, kind of, we, want, we want to bring order to the world, we want to kind of bring control to our lives and, and know where things are going. But when we do that in our, in our fallen, sinful humanity, we end up hurting one another, and we do it in a, in a violent, and um, we become enemies of one another, and, and humanity wars with one another. That's just kind of the sinful state that we're in. But then we see that God raises up his king, and the psalm finishes with an invitation to rulers and to people on earth that they need to listen to this king and, and live under, under his rule, under his reign. And that's, that's how that, that order and the kingdom is going to come about in their lives. So whereas there's that drive within us to kind of bring order to all the, the chaos that goes on with our lives, um, to bring order to the needs and the demands that are going on. But we can never achieve that through, through imposing our own will on things, through grasping for control for ourselves, for trying to have our way. We can only do that by listening to the word of the Lord, by recognizing Jesus' kingship over us and coming to, to dwell and abide in his kingship, to let him lead us and guide us and rule over our lives. And then as, as we abide in Christ, as we, we let him rule our lives, then we find as well the, the authority and the truth of, of God wanting us to bring forth the kingdom, um, to bring forth his kingdom in our situation and in our lives. And we can stand in God's truth, um, in his strength and power. We can speak that into the world. We can um, bring that into others' lives through our love. But it's only through placing ourselves under Jesus' lordship, under his guidance. So let's bring to him today perhaps those areas that we're grasping for control, that we're trying to bring into order the little kingdom of our lives. Let's invite Jesus to come in uh, and bring his authority, bring his order and his peace to that so that we can reign not with our own with our own power, with our own will, but that we can reign with him.